Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Tracy Jones. She is an author, speaker, veteran, international leadership expert, publisher, and podcaster like myself. She's also the president of Tremendous Leadership. Now, Dr. Tracy is a passionate, lifelong learner, probably like you, BC Nation, and her career spans uh, top positions in four major industries, from the military to high-tech to defense contracting and publishing. She is a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy, a decorated veteran who served in the first Gulf War and Bosnian War, earned an MBA in global management, and a PhD in leadership studies. She knows more about leadership than all of us combined, I suspect. Now, Dr. Tracy is the author of 10 titles, five of which are children's books uh, that use her rescue pets to teach character development to our next generation of emerging leaders. Dr. Tracy's company has donated over $1.8 million to local homeless shelters, recovery outreach, and mission groups disaster recovery organizations, and scholarships to local colleges in the past 10 years. So we know how big her heart is. So Dr. Tracy Jones, thank you for being on Broken Catholic, the number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and just take 60 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, some of the gaps. Joseph, thank you so much. And for the listeners out there, just delighted. Uh, I would say the gaps is um, I, I found God early in life. And if there's any gaps, so to speak, it's because I did not know him as intimately as I could. So my journey, you hear my background, I searched for a lot of things. I thought a lot of things would change the world from democracy to capitalism to you name it. And I finally realized in my journey at the end of it, it's all about the infusion of the Holy Spirit. So by grace, God has been so patient with me. And as you know, Joseph, there is no lost time with God. Everything was put together. All things work together for good. And I'm just living proof of that. Wow. So socialism is not the answer. You see how I went political right there? <laughs> Jesus was the only perfect socialist. And the reason he's a perfect socialist is because he had a perfect unconditional heart. We can't get there because there is none righteous. It's great in theory, but you know what? We got to realize it's only through Christ can we even approach the kind of giving and selflessness and love that we need to see each other with. And as I understand socialism, a lot of that eliminates God. Once you eliminate that, it's a surefire recipe for dog eat dog, which we've seen. 
Yeah, I really get that. And I also think socialism presses people down. It right. submits them, right? Jesus came to lift us up, to lift us into our identity as sons and daughters of God, the father, the creator of the entire universe, and to not to walk around with our heads hung low, but to look up to him constantly with our issues, our problems, our human trials. Exactly. So I love it. I love it. I never thought of Jesus as the, the world's greatest socialist. So that's a new perspective for me. All right, Dr. Tracy, let's get into your story a little bit. But before we do, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Very few people in my business life actually know. Well, a lot of people, I, I just recently got married about a year ago. So I actually had a one month COVID uh, honeymoon, mandatory honeymoon, which was really awesome. It really helped me understand um, what was going on. And for those of you out there in my business life, I think a lot of people were surprised because I was so into my singleness and it's me and Jesus. That's it. That's my man. Um, so for those of you out there, uh, there is last thing I expected, um, but that's kind of an unexpected turn of my life. Thankful what? for it. Thank you for sharing that. What shifted for you where you went from Jesus is my only man to, you know, I think I want one of these human men. Well, I'm so thankful you said that. Um, what I really realized, I read a book on um, the covenant of marriage and how the covenant of marriage is um, really not finding the person that completes you because only Christ can do that. Okay. No matter how compatible or how great you are, but what somebody really explained to me was your chance at the covenant of marriage is our opportunity to love one other person on this planet, the way Christ loves us. And I thought, you know what, that I can get my head wrapped around. And so God softened my heart and, um, and then it happened. And I was open to it. And I realized, um, cause I had been married before and I was uh, pretty much, um, not going that route again, but God let me know, Hey, Tracy, just love somebody as I have loved you. And you know, marriage is a different kind of relationship than loving our fans and our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the covenantial love, very unique from anything else you're going to experience. And I wanted to experience that. Mm. I like how you brought that around to love, love your spouse the way Jesus loves you. And how did Jesus love us? Well, all the way to a cross. Like that's the thing. And so, yeah, marriage comes with hardship. I'm married right? We don't always get along perfectly. Thank goodness. She's not exactly like me. Right. But man, she really sharpens me. Mm, you know, she definitely, definitely does. And, and grows me because friction creates growth where there's Absolutely. no friction. There's no growth. So if you're listening right now, BC nation and your spouse is frictiony, irritating you in some way, congratulations, you're growing well done, but you're only growing if you're not resisting it. If you're going with it and asking God, what do you want to show me through this? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do because of X, Y, and Z that's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Don't ask why, why is this happening? Why doesn't she get me? Why doesn't he understand my heart? Why do stop with the why questions, get into the what questions, the what questions move you forward. The why questions just leave you kind of like at, at the end of a cliff. I think, what do you think, Dr. Tracy? Absolutely. And I always thought it was either or uh, I can love God or I have to love man. And it's uh, one of my friends poured into me a dear Christian sister. And she's like, what, why, what is wrong with you? And I was like, 
just like she kind of hit me upside the head. And then what I understood was it's not a competition. Christ will always be first in my life. And somebody explained to me the triangle of marriage. Here's God, man, woman. Okay. You want to get closer to each other. You get closer to God. And that is the purest form of a marriage. Okay. So I realized it's not one or the other. The closer I get to God and my spouse does, the closer we get to one another. And that is the true covenant of marriage. Mm, So well said. There's an old saying, the family that prays together stays together. Right. And it's the same thing. The couples that pray together stay together. The ones that get divorced typically are not praying together. Right. They're not. They, They dropped it somewhere along the line. Right. And the enemy loves that. And we talked about this before we went on air. The enemy loves to get in there. Oh, that, oh, that idiot or that bonehead, or how can he be so self just loves to shred and tear. And then yet there's another, and uh, you know, I, as a Christian was divorced, we were both Christians and it, it's God hates it. And the only reason he allowed it in the 10 commandments is because our hearts were so hard. We get so embittered to one another. And uh, my dad used to tell me, you know, like Tracy, you know, we forgive 70 times seven, because how many times did God forgive you? How, how, rude and disrespectful and unloving to you were, were you to God. And yet he's still there for you. Treat your spouse with that unconditional love. And you do that through the Holy spirit because on our own, we can't do, we're, we're still so selfish. We can't do it on our own. Mm, powerful. Now for our audience listening, can you remind us who your dad is? My father was Charlie Tremendous Jones, and he was just an unabashed lover of Christ, books, and people. And his mantra was, you will be the same person five years from now that you are today, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. So if you're stuck in a rut, you're probably reading crap and hanging out with toxic people. So you are a a product of your habits. And like you said, hitting the word, a marriage in duress, you're probably, you don't have a habit of praying together and opening up and hearing the voice of God by reading the scriptures together. So he really was just resilient, came from a really difficult background and just uh, found um, my mother, found Christ and found a great group of men to disciple him as a young Christian and was just all out for Christ up until his last breath. Mm. How much of an impact did your dad make in you uh, in how you selected men, right? In your dating relationships. And now, now, you know, your marriage, it's like, what kind of impact did he leave there for you? Because a father and a daughter relationship is tremendous. It is tremendous. And, you know, uh, Dave Ramsey and I were talking about this, that there's a lot of research into the psychology of the alpha daughter and an uber successful men and uh, fathers and, and kind of what that does to other people, like the men in their lives or um, other siblings and stuff. So there's a lot of studies behind that. Uh, first of all, any time for, for successful fathers out there that are, are on fire for God, the devil will love to pull your kids away from you just, just to break you down. And my father was definitely a target for that, like anybody pursuing. But what I really respect in my father was um, his work ethic, his sense of resiliency, and that his love of work and fun were the same thing. And his how he wove together uh, the ministry of the marketplace. You did not go away from him without him sharing what Christ meant. Even if you were an atheist, even if you were Mormon, even if you were Hindu, it didn't matter. He was just so authentic. So obviously I was looking for people, men in my life that really shared that, um, that sense of resiliency, that sense of um, enthusiasm, and that sense of uh, interest intrinsic love of Christ and the transformative power of that. Wow. So you were looking for a Billy Graham to date. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing here. 
<laughs> is that fair? No. <laughs> it's so having... funny because I got to tell you something. So when I got married, because again, for those of you out there that are dating people, you always wonder somebody, you're never at the same place spiritually. Okay. And m- my husband now is a Catholic. Okay. And so, and I'm going to a Pentecostal worship. So you, you got a little bit of, of, of differences there, but we had to look at that. And somebody's, cause I was like, well, you know, I, I just got my PhD in leadership studies from a Christian school. So, but five years ago, I was really where he was. And so we're all in this different spiritual journey. And somebody said to me again, where I'm like, well, but is it, is it Billy Graham, you know, cause you're kind of, you know, spiritually, you know, you love Joyce Meyer. So you want to get out and be this kind of voice for uh, Christian leadership. And somebody said to me, no, you don't want to marry a spiritual uh, Billy Graham in the progress, the heart of Billy Graham, but otherwise you'll be competing over who leads devotions, who prays the best and all that stuff. So somebody, somebody has to take the lead. Not that the husband isn't the leader in the household, but you know, you don't want to be competing for the spiritual platform. And so somebody said that to me and I'm like, yes, that, that is very, very true. So Tracy, I absolutely love that. You just share that little detail that you married outside your denomination. That's not easy for many people. I also did that. I married a Southern Baptist girl, right? And man, the divisiveness the enemy came in with uh, that tried to split up our family before it ever got it started between her family, my family, et cetera. Um, Exactly what you were just saying earlier, the enemy just comes in tries to shred and rip apart these human relationships as they're growing and forming. What was the biggest challenge uh, for you to say yes to a man to marry outside of your denomination? Was it his family? Was it your family? Was it just something in his belief system that you just couldn't get past? What was that big uh, rock standing in the way? Or was there none? Well, not as far as worshiping. Now, I will tell you this, guys, on both sides of the fence, we had people thinking, oh, my goodness, Tracy's pulling Mike away from the church. Oh my goodness, Tracy, you're, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, if you knew how much I love God, but you know what? That's on them, Joseph and, and God love them. They mean well, and you're always going to have people second guessing. I made sure before I opened up my heart to fall in love, you know, C.S. Lewis has the four loves, you know, um, the acquaintance love, the brotherly love, uh, Philadelphia, Philos, uh, romantic love, Eros and Agape, which is the covenant of marriage. And so before, I think Storje is, uh, excuse me if I'm saying that wrong, is the acquaintance, like we know each other kind of thing. So we were neighbors for six years and just kind of hanging out like maybe once every other year, not a lot. And so then we started hanging out more, but I always left this to God. The one thing, don't be unequally yoked. Now, if you're married to an unbeliever, God can still really minister to that, but don't go into it thinking that something's going to change. All right. Um, And if it does to God be the glory, but if not, so I really wanted to make sure that, um, and again, I was married to a Christian before and we got divorced. So there is no guarantee, but I do know if we don't share the faith paradigm, if we don't at least have a heart where we are open to acknowledging God. And you know what? I don't want to be, look at somebody and not know that they're not going to spend an eternity in heaven too. That would, that would break my heart. So as long as he was open to worshiping with me and that, that his, he had given his heart to Christ. The rest is 
the preferences, as long as we were together on that. So before I really opened my heart to fall in love, the arrows kind of love, I, um, I, we had some really frank discussions about it. And because we were best, best friends first, I wasn't trying to say, oh, I think he's a Christian. You know, we've all done that, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think they can fit into my faith paradigm. Because we were friends first and foremost, I talked to him as a friend that just really wanted to make sure the other friend had eternal life. Okay, as we should be doing for all people. We have the greatest thing going. And as you said, we're struggling. Here's the solution to all our struggles, eternal life. And so once we landed on that, I thought the rest, God will be a work in progress for him and God will be a work in progress for me. So that was that. Mm. Big steps. BC Nation, are you in a mixed marriage? And I don't mean race. I, I mean, like faith. Like, are you in a a marriage where there's a different denomination that your spouse has from yours, your side of the family. Do you allow the enemy to cause divisiveness amongst you? Do you look at the, your spouse's family as the enemy? Like this is the game. The enemy plays. He plays the invisible enemy, right? And he just pits us against each other. We're watching it in the political arena right now. You know, we're, we're being puppeted so to speak. And so I really just challenge you, if that's the case, I've lived through it myself. And I've, I told uh, Dr. Tracy, I was at my birthday party yesterday and I had a small gathering and we just had uh, close friends and family and my wife's family was there and they all came and they drove 45 minutes to be there. And, you know, her dad needed to be up at 3 a.m. today. And, and he made that sacrifice. And they're all there and they went around the room and, uh, you know, as before we cut the cake and they said, like, share something that you, you know, that uh, has meant the world that you're grateful for to have Joseph in your life or something like that. My buddy set that up, which was a little like, you know, I blushed a little. Uh, I'll be real. Um, but they just went around and I had 20 or 30 people share their heart publicly. And these were the same people, some of them, that we were back and forth arguing and fighting over faith not very long ago and over high level theology and the enemy was trying to stop what God was trying to do. And what God was trying to do was to form these amazing family relationships. And, and I know my wife's uh, mother, she was on the point of tears. She's like, Joseph, you gave me, you love my wife. Uh, sorry. You love my daughter so much. And that means everything to me. And you love my granddaughter and you gave me that granddaughter and, and that I'll forever be grateful for that. Like that is what the enemy wanted to stop. Right. That new right. life, that love that, that God has created. And there's so much peace in my family that God has healed. So if you're out there right now and you just can't see past the hurt and the divisiveness, know that God will heal it, but you have to surrender the whole situation to him. I did. I remember my greatest prayer was father. Mercy. I was at the end of the rope. Mercy. Either you heal this or I can't marry her. There's too much fighting. Mm -hmm. So if you feel that right now, BC Nation, don't give up hope. Don't let the enemy win. God is so much more powerful. Dr. Tracy, anything you want to share there? Absolutely. Well, somebody explained to me when we have something about our spouses that, that, that we, that is on our heart. Um, I was in the military. So you, you never want to communicate 
your weakness or your fear or your struggle out into the world because who's in the world? Satan, okay? But guess where Satan is? Satan's not omniscient or omnipresent. Only God is. So go under the cone of silence, go under, get in the shallow of the most high, go on that classified line. If your spouse does something to you, you talk to God about it. Don't call your girlfriends. Don't you dare vent on Facebook. Don't call your mother. Okay. <laughs> don't because then people will never forget that. You know, they mean well, but oh, you were hurt. Just take it to God and pray for your spouse and let God, the only person that transforms is the Holy Spirit. And trust me, the only person that transformed us is the Holy Spirit. You know, we like to think sometimes, well, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at handling this stuff. No, you're not. No, only by grace. So I would say that just get that classified line to the Holy Spirit. And you're like, well, but he won't pray with me. That doesn't matter. You pray to God. Remember, this is God, the creator of the universe. Stop mm. cutting him short and stop giving the enemy top secret classified information about where to shred you. This is war, people. And the victory is ours. All Satan can do is roar and scare and stress and cause, yes, divorce, which breaks God's heart. So stay connected. Wow, Tracy, that's so powerful. BC Nation, I want to say this to you. Did you know that it only takes one person in a relationship to change that entire relationship? Did you know that? Most of you have been sold the bill of goods that it takes both of you to show up to counseling and go through all this stuff together. I have seen it the opposite over and over and over and over again. In my coaching, I get to work with one spouse in a broken marriage and God will heal that marriage. And I get to witness that miracle. And do you know how it happens? This is how it happens. It's what Dr. Tracy said, because you are in a covenant relationship triune covenant relationship, God, you, your spouse. And when you got married and took on and made that covenant with God and your spouse, you became one flesh with your spouse. This is God's promise. A spiritual miracle happened. You became one flesh with your spouse, which means that if your spouse is not listening and, and not open to God and not open to praying and not open to healing the marriage, then you can on behalf of your spouse, Speak on his or her behalf because you are one flesh with them. You can speak on behalf of the couple, of the marriage, to God, to heal them, to heal their addiction, to heal their hurts, to heal their woundedness, the trauma they're still carrying, the attacks, the anger coming at you. You can ask God to do the two by four upside their head on their behalf. Did you know that? <laughs> Oh, brother, preach, man. I felt it going through. Wow. Seriously. Like that we is... don't realize our, our power in a marriage. We Stop don't. attacking your spouse. Do right. what Dr. Tracy said. Take it to God and speak on behalf of your spouse. Right. Be your spouse's advocate. Yes. Ahead, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. We need to advocate. And remember that spouse that's driving you crazy. That is either a son, a daughter, or a God. So before you slander them or assault them or run around on them or think, oh, they deserve this. You remember that is somebody that is in the divine nature autographed of the, the God seed, the Imago Dei. And so we just need to really focus on, you know, it, it, intervening for them. I mean, I think about what was the movie on um, God's um, the case for Christ with yes. the guy that was doing the, the hit piece and he was a staunch atheist, but his wife got saved and he was like so mad at her, but you know what? 
she still lived it and, she, and, and God saved him because of her testimony and her witness to him. Okay. And I just think about that, that, you know, it can be done, but it can only be done through love and the Holy spirit absolutely will do it in his timing. So, so Joseph, just what you said, advocate, be the advocate for your spouse. Let the Holy spirit do the heavenly living. We can't change. We can't change anybody and God will do it. And he'll yeah. honor, he'll honor your desire. Because again, as you said, he ordained this together. God doesn't make mistakes. And I heard somebody say, hey, remember this person that you loathe? This is the person that you prayed to God for 10 years ago, that you got on your knees since the day that you were born and prayed that God would bring you this person. And now you're saying, God, get me out of here. I think God told me to leave this person. Uh, no, that is not scripturally grounded. So if you're in this, and if you have people whispering those lies into you, you need to get in the word, get with some wonderful seasoned Christians that have been through the trials that you have and really let them pour into you and nurture you and bring you back into the covenant of marriage. Mm. Dr. Tracy, did you know we were going to be speaking about this topic specifically? I did not, but this is, such, this is such a blessing. And again, folks, I don't know a lot. I did it wrong the first time and, and it broke my heart and I'm only a year into it. So I don't claim to know, but I am way more along in my spiritual walk than I was before. So my hope is in God that whatever happens, uh, folks, I'm just going right back to the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's already seen this to the end and he knows this. And he wants to he wants to pour out the supernatural abundant gifts of the Holy Spirit into your marriage. He wants you two to be a team as well and work and, and prophesy and heal and teach and do all these things together. So, so uh, let him do that for you. Mm, so powerful. We're speaking with Dr. Tracy Jones. You can find her at tracycjones.com or tremendousleadership.com. Dr. Tracy Thank you so much for going here today. Um, I think this healing that's going to happen from this show, there is a broken marriage out there right now. You are listening right now and you're in this broken relationship with your spouse and you've been accusing them rather than praying for them, rather than asking God to heal them, to help them, to carry them. You've been making them the enemy rather than going and fighting for them. And as Dr. Tracy said, you prayed for that person, for God to bring them in your life. Remember? He did. He honored his part. You're not showing up and doing the work. And that's the truth of it. What is the work? The work is take him to God. Take her to God. Pray for them. Stop nagging. Start praying. Like There's a significant difference. Don't put your hope in your spouse. Put your hope in God. Stop putting all that pressure on them. They're not your savior. You're not their savior. God is. Right. Dr. Tracy, welcome to my favorite part of the show, the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. I bet your husband would love that. The confession round. You, could, that. you literally could go to your Catholic husband after the show and say, honey, I just went to confession. He's a, I know I, he's at physical therapy. Otherwise I was like, you need to come in here. It's a broken Catholic show. Okay. But go ahead, Joseph. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about God? Uh, my favorite thing about God is um, that, that he showed up in three different things. Creator walked the earth. So he feels everything about me and he left his presence of the Holy spirit. I mean, come on he, that he covers it all. 
What is your least favorite thing about God? My least favorite thing about God. Um, I wish he'd come really soon. And I, 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 that's more against me. I mean, I'm like ready to go home, not in a fatalistic give up, give up way. Um, but my least favorite thing about God is that he's so patient because I'm already on the ark and I want the ark door to close and I want to say, I'm sorry. No, that's human. What are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? Mm-mm-mm. I'm most concerned with when the end times happen. And I'm not afraid of it, but I'm concerned that I really want to show up in a way that's honoring. We know the times of persecution are coming. The Bible's very clear about that. And that's going to be hard for us, especially in America, because we've never really been through that. So I, I'm afraid that I won't be as, um, as staunch as I, as I like to think I am. I'm afraid I'll pull a Peter and do a little denying. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> BC Nation, but, do no, not pull a Peter. <laughs> I love it. Pull should- a Peter. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given time in our lives. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Uh, I'm struggling with finding the right resources. I, I know God has, has led me to do certain things, but I struggle with patience to allow God. To, I constantly try to fly faster than my guardian angels. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and God constantly is like, no, I'll tell you when it's ready to go. So I, I want the manna to start flowing now. So I really struggle with patience and um, he's going to bring, he's going to equip me in his time at the best possible time. That's what I struggle with. I get that. And then when the manna starts flowing, we're like, I want some pheasant. I want some meat. Stop with this manna already. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Um, Way too much time doing this past year that I shouldn't have done. Um, uh, Probably um, reading too much nonsense about politics. If I would have spent, and I was in the word a lot, guys, don't get me wrong. If I would have spent, that was non-value added. You know what I'm saying? So um, I spent way too much time um, on, and I I really limit social media, but I spent too much time reading non-value added things that in the end, it it didn't really matter. Mm, I get that. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear do I have about people? Um, That I will not be able to discern who truly has already um, shut down the spirit for good. And I shouldn't even go there and, um, who I can still be open with, you know what I'm saying? So, I do. so I just, I really want the discernment to know that. And I want everybody to come to Christ, but you know, there's a lot of people that are already staunchly opposed, don't think they need him, and they're never going to go there. So that that's my fear. I stress about that, how somebody can be so closed off to even the consideration of God. Um, but I was there too before the scales were removed. So sorry, that's longer than three seconds, but that, that's my fear. I get that one. That's I was there too. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? I wish I had been more, way more dialed into um, the role of the Holy Spirit in the modern day church and in believers. Somehow I'm, I'm sure it was taught, but I missed, I missed all that. I thought that was like Moses and burning bushes and new church stuff. I missed it. Got it. What's a new habit you want to create in your life? Uh, I want to get way more organized and structured as far as blocking off time. So I stay focused on certain amounts of time of the day to do certain things. I can be very squirrelish as far as I, I can, I'm too multitasky. 
I, I, you know, I need Holy Spirit head. I need Holy Spirit blinders and a seatbelt on my chair. Holy Spirit focus, not, you know, look, look, somebody emailed me. Somebody ordered something. EC Nation, are you way too squirrelicious? <laughs> what Holy a fun Spirit word. Head. What a fun word. What's a bad <laughs> habit you want to break? That I, I'm too distracted. Yeah. The gift of complication is not a spiritual gift. Okay. <laughs> it's a curse, not a blessing. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Who I am now. Infused, um, joyful, and relentless. Mm. Pick three words to describe who you were before uh, you experienced God and the Holy Spirit in your heart. Joyless, negative, and um, murmuring. I stayed in the desert way too long because I could not stop my murmuring. Mm. And last question, if you could come back to life, Tracy, after you died, look your family, your friends, your husband in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them? I would absolutely say life is such a vapor this time we're on earth and everything we do now is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be reigning with Christ. We're going to be ruling with Christ. Everything we're doing in this world, we're going to be doing in heaven. So dig in, learn some more things that you love because that's how God coded you. BC Nation, eternal life is the goal. It is the destination. Earth is just uh, the pastor, right? It's the bridge. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about uh, having that true relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, um, and really just advocating for their spouse, like versus not? Right. Well, I know, um, and I'm going to say this, not having been Catholic, but Protestants have their own share of guilt. Lose that. Okay, lose that for our listeners out there. And you lose that by being in an intimate relationship with Christ first and foremost. Okay, he does not want you to go back there. If, if God remembers our sins no more, neither should you. So, so deal with that. And I would really say, let the Holy Spirit ask. You, you don't have because you don't ask. And ask the Holy Spirit, I want the peace. I want the gifting. I want everything. And then ask for that in your marriage as well. He's waiting to pour it out into you, but you have to ask and then you have to authorize him. Get rid of those habits and stop grieving. Stop blocking the Holy Spirit. Let him take over. BC Nation, can only one person change your marriage? The answer is yes. And the answer is you. Amen. Dr. Tracy Jones, how does BC Nation get in touch with you? Find out more about you. Go get your book, Spark. What do they? What do you got for them? I, well, come on over to TremendousLeadership.com. We have some wonderful things. When you go to TremendousLeadership.com and you sign up on our email, you get a coupon code. You get two free weeks of eBooks, and you can listen to our Tremendous Podcast, of which I had Joseph on, which is coming up. And also, you can go over to Tracy C. Jones as well, which is kind of my speaking website. And I'm rolling out courses for Spark and a Spark conference and all those things. And Spark is really about um, you got your IQ, you got your EQ, but you really need your SQ, which is your spiritual quotient. I love it. And by the way, as I read your book and I read about spiritual quotient, I was like, I teach that in my coaching. I thought that was an original Joseph idea, but turns out nothing's very original out there. We're all the God same. God created it all. And, and remember that we just discovered little bits. God is creator of all wisdom. And it's a beautiful thing to allow the whole, we have the mind of Christ. Let him show you, let him create with you. Dr. Tracy Jones, it, I have had a tremendous time with you today. Thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. God bless you. Thank you so much, Joseph. 
BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.